Hi everyone, I'm Jan Back, Recruitment Marketing Manager. I'm pleased to introduce the first of a new podcast series focusing on careers for candidates within Parexcel FSP. In this episode, I'm joined by Nanette Penny, who is the Director of Operations, and Alex Rains, who's one of our senior recruiters. We're going to be discussing the dynamic career opportunities for CRAs. Hi, how are you both? Not too bad, thank you. You're good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm excited to learn a bit more about what you both do and a bit more about what candidates experience. So I think if we're good to go, I'd like to kick off, Nanette, with the first question to you today. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role and the involvement you have in the hiring process? Yeah, sure. So in my role, I'm responsible for supporting one of our key clients across EMEA. And whilst I'm not involved in interviewing CRAs directly, I do oversee all recruitment and sourcing activities for this account. So within my role, I work very closely with the recruitment team and my program managers to ensure that we have a good pipeline of candidates who meet both the required skill set and are a good cultural fit. For us, it's really important that we do match our staff to the right program, as this is obviously hugely beneficial for all parties. I would add that if we look at today's market, there is an increased demand for CRAs and they will have multiple opportunities open to them. We're seeing that candidates are now looking for a better quality of work-life balance and due to the number of opportunities, they can be much more selective. However, I will say that we are seeing candidates come and go from the market incredibly quickly still. So within my programme, And to enable us to remain competitive, we can interview candidates within 24 hours of receiving the CV, and we can usually extend an offer on the same day. And this has been really well received by candidates, who are now our employees as well. So I would say that just before I finish, these timelines may look slightly different across the FSP business, but generally, we are really focused on reducing the time from identification to interview and offer. And I'm sure that Alex is going to be able to speak to this further during today's discussion. So no pressure then, Alex. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I feel it now. <laughs> as, as one of our senior executive recruiters, could you just share how your role is really focused and then how you work with the team to get great candidates to the business? Yeah, of course. So I'm one of the senior exec recruiters for the EMEA region. So in our team, we've got a team of six now, and we are responsible for everything from the initial, we have a role, we need to go and find candidates, through to finding those candidates, speaking to those people, interviewing those people, going through the interview process, all the way through to making them an offer. As Nanette said, we work very closely with the ops team and Nanette's hiring managers in her function. And like she said, absolutely true. The speed, the efficiency, it's very key for us to be able to deliver an exceptional service to those candidates, but also to the sponsors that we support as well. When it comes to the regions that we recruit for and the locations we recruit for, we cover everything from Ireland all the way to India and from the Nordic region all the way down to South Africa. Wow, that's certainly some reach for EMEA, Alex. I think what would be really helpful actually for our listeners today is to really touch on the difference between what FSP is and how that differs from the full service side of the business. Nanette, would you share your thoughts on that, please? 
Yeah, sure. So for FSP, functional service provider outsourcing, this is a model that allows biopharmaceutical companies to outsource single or multiple functions to a CRO. They provide the organization with the ability to manage the changes and requirements within their workforce, leverage best-in-class talent, whilst still retaining overall control of their roles and their data. From a full-service perspective, the client would award control for the overall delivery of a project to the CRO, and this award will be aligned to the CRO's area of expertise. And this may be on a trial-by-trial basis or for multiple projects throughout their portfolio. Under this type of model, the day-to-day delivery comes from the CRO. However, oversight on a very top level is still provided by the client through regular meetings. So just to be clear then, from a candidate perspective, Nanette, so the FSP element means they really get to work with one sponsor for the duration of that contract. Yeah. So if we look at the FSP model from a candidate perspective, they would be fully dedicated to a single client and would standardly follow all of their processes and procedures. They would standardly use their systems and really be very much integrated into their environment. So within an FSP model, it provides an opportunity to see how the biopharma companies work from the inside. I would add that depending on the client you work for, the oversight and the management may differ as well. So all FSPs will vary in approach, scope and accountability. Great, thank you. So obviously with today's podcast, we are very interested in a perspective for CRAs and they're in very important role that we continue to hire for. Could you share with us, Nanette, what a typical day might look like then for one of our CRAs in FSP? Sure. Well, let me start first of all by saying that the role of a CRA is a varied one. They are obviously keen to ensuring patient safety and they need to ensure compliance with the protocol, adherence to ICHGCP, and deliver high-quality data. As the majority of CRAs will be field-based, their time would be split between home and site, and this will determine what their day-to-day responsibilities look like. So if we consider the activities of a CRA when they're at site, this would include reviewing the proper consenting process has been followed for patients, looking at inclusion, exclusion criteria, medical histories, and various other aspects of SDV. In addition to that, CRAs are also responsible for the training of the PI and site staff on the protocol, ensuring timely entry of the data, and ensuring that the site resolves queries in a timely manner. When a CRA is working from home, there will be much more focus on the administrative elements, such as document management, report writing, catching up on emails, and any other study-related issues which can be resolved remotely. So I think overall, as CRAs are dealing with people and visiting sites, no two days will be the same. Not only are they ensuring that the site complies with the protocol and policies and SOPs, They are the main liaison between the CRO and the site, and therefore the role of a CRA requires flexibility and the ability to multitask whilst building strong relationships. Great, thank you. Alex, this would be a really good time to bring you back in and just really understand when you're looking at the current clinical research landscape, how is that candidate market then for CRAs and how are you finding things at the moment? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And I think Nanette struck on a really good point. CRAs are obviously key to running successful clinical trials. <laughs> we can't, you can't run a successful trial without a CRA. I think right now, the main thing that we're seeing, not even just across the EMEA region, but globally, is there's an increased level of demand. And the availability of talent to meet that demand is mismatched. So we have far more jobs available right now than people that can do those jobs. From a recruiting standpoint, it really adds an extra layer of complexity. It adds an extra layer of challenge for businesses as a whole, because the chances are CRAs will have multiple opportunities on the go, which draws back to the point that Nanette made earlier when it comes to speed, efficiency, and being able to provide that good candidate service. You know, these are the things that are going to make or break the difference sometimes. If a candidate has three opportunities on the go, if you're the first one to make them an offer, hopefully a good offer, then it kind of adds an extra layer to us to help. So I think the market right now is very, very competitive. I'm not sure that we're going to see it slow down at all over the next maybe 9, 12 months as all of the sort of pharma companies and CROs are restarting their trials that they put on pause over the pandemic. So some locations are much more affected by this than others. But all in all, the whole of Europe, and I would say further afield as well, is very competitive landscape. So if we've got any CRAs listening to our podcast today, Alex, could you just share what characteristics you're typically looking for? Absolutely. So obviously, beyond the standard, you know, do you have independent field monitoring experience um, in a particular therapy area? We look at the soft skills in the first stage. So me and my colleagues, really, we're there to vet you for the right opportunity for you. What response is going to match your values, your culture, your internalized belief system, right? Because we don't want to mismatch you, especially when we are looking at the FSP model. We're providing you as a resource to that sponsor, we want you to make sure that you're going to the right place, not the wrong place. So we look at the technical skills to a very light degree, but more important to us is that soft skills. So as Nanette said earlier, you should touch on being flexible, being able to multitask, and that's all true. But then obviously there's the communication skills are exceptionally key. Being able to liaise with the site staff, being able to liaise internally with the CRO staff, but also with the sponsor staff as well. Communication is exceptionally key. Attention to detail, obviously, is needed for this. The thing that most sponsors tell us that they want is they want CRAs that are passionate, you know, passionate about what it is they deliver and what therapy area they're in. They want people that show that passion and enthusiasm for that therapy area. That's great. Thanks, Alex. So Nanette, may I ask a quick question to you? Because I know you've been in FSP for a while. For our listeners, could you just share generally what the benefits of working within ParExcel in an FSP role are? Working with ParExcel offers you the opportunity to develop your career and gain experience really across the entire organisation. By joining ParExcel, you are not limited to just working within FSP or clinical development, you do have opportunities to explore new roles across the entire business and really build a career with us. I think as an organisation, we provide industry-leading training and development and opportunities to work with leading biopharma companies as well. So if we look at FSP specifically, I would say we have a great team in place and you really do get to work with some very experienced and supportive colleagues. We have a fantastic client base with some really well-established and trusted partnerships, and this provides excellent working environments for our staff. 
In terms of opportunities for progression, there is the potential to either develop within your current program or to seek a new role within another program, or as I mentioned previously, from within the wider business as well. So real opportunities, I think, to really build a career within Parexcel FSB. That's great. Thank you. So Alex, given obviously the fact the business is growing substantially, what CRA roles have we got right now? That's a good question, Jan. So we have a mixture of positions available from, you know, we've got CRA2 level positions all the way up to senior CRA, senior CRA1s and oversight CRAs. So anybody really from that 12 to 18 month independent monitoring experience upwards, if you're looking for a new opportunity, I would say we will likely have something for you. Like Nanette said, we've got a very diverse sponsor base. We cover very different therapeutic areas and we cover pretty much every location in Europe right now. So if you're based in any country, let us know and we'll see if we've got a role for you. I would just jump in there as well. Sorry, Jan, just to say that, you know, within some of our programs as well, our clients are also open to looking at less experienced individuals and helping to develop them into CRA roles as well. No, that sounds really good. Thank you. So just from a sort of flexible point of view then, what sort of contracts and things do we offer? So predominantly, we are very much led by the sponsors when it comes to how we typically will employ someone. Most sponsors in Europe that we work with are looking for staff that are one FT or one full-time equivalent. We do offer the opportunity for part-time work as well to fit in around family life. And then there is always the option for freelancers or contractors. So people that are on fixed term contracts or limited length contracts. But generally, like I say, the trend is to move towards staff being one FTE or one full-time equivalent. So having a a 40-hour week in the UK, for example. Well, I'm hoping that we're going to have quite a few listeners today that will be interested in applying for a role. What's the best way for them to get in touch, Alex? This is probably the most important point I'll have to make today. So me and all my colleagues are on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn daily, pretty much by the minute. So you'll always find us online. So you can always track us down, drop us a message. We'll be more than happy to have a quick conversation with you and give you a lay of the land. Beyond that, you've got the FSP dedicated website. You've got the careers page with all of our opportunities listed. So if you do see an opportunity on the careers page that you like, but you don't want to apply until you've had a quick conversation about it, feel free to drop me or my colleagues a message. We'll run you through what we know about the role and see if you do decide to apply. Well, thank you for that, Alex. I'm sure you guys will get lots of LinkedIn connections. We can hope. I think what might be really important to our listeners is understanding a little bit about our culture and about life working, obviously, you know, within Parexcel. Nanette, would you mind just sharing a few thoughts on what you really enjoy and perhaps any feedback maybe your teams have been providing you? Sure. So I joined Parexcel in July last year. And I've had a really enjoyable first, I think, 10 months now. I'm working on a great client program and I have a fantastic team that I enjoy working with every day. There is a great sense of team spirit and a real passion and drive for what everyone does. And as we're a remote team, I think that's really impressive. When I think about feedback from the team, I would say that they feel entrusted and empowered. They enjoy the work and they've received opportunities for progression and development within the business. 
Based on my experience to date, I could honestly say that evidenced through the daily interactions that I've had with colleagues and management, to me, ParXL have consistently demonstrated their core values. And as an employee, I feel valued and supported and been a great start to what I hope will be, you know, a long career within the organisation. It sounds like a really good place to grow. And like you said, they're really concerned with the opportunities and development. Alex, anything you'd like to add, obviously, from the sort of recruitment journey your team are experiencing? Yeah, I I pretty much would mirror the net in the sense that, you know, if you're looking for an opportunity that is going to allow you to have the freedom to work from home. I know a lot of businesses right now, a lot of CROs are bringing their staff back to offices. In the FSP team, the one thing I will reiterate to everybody is we are 100% home-based, obviously with the CRAs with their home and field-based. So when you're not on client site or clinical site, you'll be at home. There is no need to travel to a local Excel office or a local sponsor office. And I think having that level of flexibility, especially after this pandemic and everybody working remotely for two years, I think it's good to carry on that way. Yeah, we've certainly moved, I think, towards that hybrid model. And it is definitely having a really positive impact, I think, on the teams. I'd like one final question, really. Obviously, everything we do at the heart of our business is around our patients. Every study, obviously, we're driving to make improvements to a patient's life. Nanette, I think you're the most poignant person to ask within your team's area. But how do you think the work you do improves our patients' lives? Well, I believe that every person in the organisation plays a part in the clinical development process. Each task that we perform ultimately has a direct impact on patient lives. So by ensuring that we hire the highest calibre staff, we provide our clients with the required talent to meet their targets and deliverables and support our staff with training and development. This all supports the development of new treatments. And I think looking back over the last two years and the impact of COVID, everyone is so much more aware of the importance of getting a quality treatment to the market fast. And seeing the impact that we all have in our everyday roles makes me very proud to be involved in this industry and to be working with ParXL. Thank you both so much. It's really been great to catch up and learn more on a CRA career from both a recruitment and operational perspective. So if any of our listeners are interested in learning more about the specific job roles we have open right now, please do visit our website, which is parexcel.com, or you can connect with one of the team on LinkedIn. As you'll know, we do have a social media following, so you can also get more insights from the social channels and subscribe to get this podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Do join us again soon and thank you for your time.